You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Chouquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Chouquette, and today we have James on the call. James, what's up, man? How are you doing today? Hey, um, yeah, I'm doing really well today, actually. Beautiful day in Vancouver, so um, enjoying it while we can. Nice, man. I, I got to get up there someday. I've only ever been to Niagara Falls, and that was like, I was a little, I was a little dude back then when I went. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's absolutely gorgeous here when it's sunny um, and it's not smoky at the moment. So we're we're doing well. Yeah, nice. So we get it gets smoky up there. Is that what like forest? Fires yeah, yeah. See, so, you know, we don't have any hurricanes or anything, but yeah, forest fires, especially this year, have been okay. Um, have been pretty bad, but um, yes, yeah, today is beautiful. So nice. So, okay, so man. We're good. Yeah. So, uh, well, what's going on in the world of e-commerce and Amazon for you these days, man? Well, actually, I just yesterday launched um, a new product on uh, on Amazon Canada. Um, I just recently bought a business. Um, so I previously sold my old business and bought a new one uh, about three months ago. And we're just starting the, they weren't on Amazon and starting to, to roll them out to Amazon. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're doing Canada first. And so far it's been really um, positive, which is great because um, I've been a little gun shy. The last launch I did was uh, it was not great. So now, um, so far so good. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Um, hopefully keeps rolling. Nice, man. We're getting some stuff. I've got, uh, two different products, two different brands, uh, that we're getting into Canada. Now, one of them supplements. And it's like, I got a, I got a guy I'm working with over there and he's like, yeah, you got to give me this and that and this and we got to know the age of the cows that the collagen oh yeah, yeah. Know, like all this stuff i'm like wow this is crazy and then he's like yeah it'll be like six months before you get approved i'm like holy crap man like this is serious uh are you doing supplements at all in Canada or different, different? Uh, no, I'm, I'm staying far as far away from <laughs> supplements as I can. Um, for sure. Uh, we're, we're in beauty though. So, you know, it's it, Canada definitely was tougher to get, um, approved okay. for than, uh, the United States. We were approved in the United States like long before and then okay. just the ongoing process and longer wait times, uh, to get approved. But, um, yeah, it's the competition here is is so much less. Um, I mean, the reward is less too. Less yeah. People, but um, yeah, you don't. I don't even know if you need to really do rebates or or anything like that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty good, man. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of couldn't believe it. I, I was asking if anybody knew any rebate services for Canada, and um, yeah, Brian Kelsey was just like, man, just PPC and you'll be fine, and I. I didn't believe him, but as always, um, yeah, he was right. So it, it, uh, yeah, PPC and no reviews and we're already getting sales and uh, yeah, it's looking good. Oh man. It sounds like reminds me of the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So, uh, man, I, I know you've, you mentioned you've sold, so yep. I know this isn't your first rodeo and you've been in the group for a little bit, but before we dive into that, you know, how did you get wrapped up in this crazy world of Amazon? Do uh, I didn't want to at all. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I always wanted to do my own business and, and my own thing. Um, you know, I was a college kid, business college student and went to go work for a guy. And of course, you know, as every college student knows so much better than the boss on how to do things. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, wanted to do my own business there. And, uh, we just started doing like a traditional kind of not a brick and mortar, but like a wholesale distribution model calling, um, stores, getting things going, did our own website, which at the time was on Magento. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah. And then, uh, the, my business partner, um, suggested we do Amazon, you know, we had some friends that were doing Amazon and I was kind of, I, you know, I don't want to be an Amazon guy. I want to like build a brand. I'm not sure Amazon's the right place for that. Um, but like a month in, it was very clear that, uh, yeah, Amazon was, 
was uh, where the time, where the money uh, was for the time and, and uh, effort investment. You know? Yeah. And what year was that, that you uh, like, what year did you start doing your own thing? And, and when did you start looking at Amazon? Um, I think we started around 2007 um, okay. doing, doing the own, own thing. Um, and then I would say maybe six to nine months after that, um, we started kind of just tippy toeing into Amazon. Um, we're in Canada too. So we tippy toed into Amazon Canada. Um, so even at, especially like, you know, 10 Oh God, 10 years ago. I hate um, saying that. Doesn't I hate when, it, when I'm talking about anything and it's like getting close to 10 years ago, I'm like, damn, I feel old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't quite that long ago, but yeah. Um, we, so we were, yeah, we just kind of like tippy toed into Canada. Um, and yeah, I mean, people started buying the glasses, well, you know, which was at the time for us, um, was just crazy. If somebody just searched over the time we were doing, um, blue light blocking glasses. Okay. And, um, yeah, people just like started, started buying it. So did you get into the blue light blocking glasses? Was that just like an opportunity you saw or were you kind of like, and was that something you were kind of like interested in at the moment? Again, uh, <laughs> I just got to give all the credit to my business partner. Um, we had been, so at the time we were work colleagues and had been talking about kind of like doing our own thing, but uh, didn't have anything to do. Like didn't know what we wanted to do. And uh, we, but we worked in natural health kind of supplements and, you know, you know, anything kind of natural. Um, and our boss at the time had bought in these blue light blocking glasses. They were like 150 bucks. He got them from Brazil, you know, paid another hundred bucks in duties and they broke within like three <laughs> days of him using them. But um, we both thought it was a good idea. He really pushed um, me harder than I was probably um, without him. I would probably wouldn't have taken the dive, but he was okay. certainly right. And um, yeah, and we just kind of sourced it out of China. And, and yeah, Nice. So is that the one that you guys ended up uh, selling? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, so we started, um, with the blue light glasses, um, you know, one pair, one pair, and then, uh, diversified a bunch and, uh, then brought on sunglasses and driving glasses and a few other like kind of niche products, just like start as we started kind of expand just the Amazon space. And, um, yeah, it, it just, it just went really well. And we kind of, we, I mean, we fluked out too, like blue light glasses blew up. Yeah. Um, yep. Right. Dave Asprey, right. man. I feel like Dave yeah. Asprey was a big player. In that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we, I, I think if we had been maybe a year earlier or something, we would have been able to really go crazy, but even still with the timing, um, you know, we went, it, it was great for us. Yeah. Nice. Super, super good. Yeah. So how quickly, um, like what did that first year look like for you guys? Did you guys go past a million in like 12 months? Oh, oh God, no, no, no. I mean, man, we were, we were making like, you know, 50,000 a year. So <laughs> I mean, million dollars is like wild dreams. I think our first year target was uh sales of $250,000. Okay. Um, and my partner thought I was crazy for setting, <laughs> setting that as our goal. <laughs> um, and I think we, like, we, we well surpassed it. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah. And so I think it took like three or three or four years, maybe, um, to get to a million in revenue. Okay. It may have been, may have been two. Um, but yeah, no, at the start, I mean, you know, I, I, I assume for everybody, you're really like kind of just making it work wherever you can. You know, yeah. we had, uh, I remember like going to the bank, having like a check in my hand from the bank or from a, a customer going to the bank saying, look, I, I need you to cash this check because I got to pay for more glasses of my supplier. Like, please, please like just wave the holding period. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was really scrappy, but, um, we also got like really lucky too. You know, we, we worked with some great people that really like believed in the glasses nice. and really put, really pushed them too. Um, so on the, the wholesale side, which, which, um, really helped. Yeah. Are there any like, um, guiding principles that you guys kind of leaned on to get through these early struggles or are we guys kind of 
just more, I, I feel like when I started out, I was very reactive, like this happened. So I would try this and do that. Now I'm a little more structured, right? We've got EOS, yeah. we've got the group, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. doing all these things. What was that like for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned earlier that like I had to kind of be pushed into, uh, even starting the business. Um, so the biggest thing that I kind of learned was when you're not sure, like how to do something, just kind of like start, start it uh, yeah. and fi figure it out. And like, um, don't, don't hesitate. I was always like a big planner and like, you know, before I was going to do anything, I needed to have a 10 point plan. Um, and then of course you're spending years sometimes planning and, um, you know, it all goes away in the first week when you start executing and <laughs> yeah. some, some, something comes up that you didn't anticipate. So, um, yeah, so it was, um, that, that was the, the big thing for me is like when we had a problem, you know, just dive into it. See, like, try, try this, try that, try, you know, and, and see what works. Um, and yeah, I, I think just don't get like freaked out and just, just, you know, just try. That was kind of, kind of what worked for us. Yeah, man. I tend to like bounce around between extremes when it comes to like planning or just doing things like I'm either on one end or the other. And, and where I get the most benefit is when I take time to kind of like figure out how to be in the middle. Uh, and I, and like that applies to like a lot of things in my life personally. Um, is there some things you use now in your business that help you, uh, kind of deal with these problems a little bit quicker, be a little better prepared for them? Um, yeah, we, we use, I mean, we use ClickUp, same as everybody, okay. right. To like, um, track tasks and that sort of thing. I think also like having, I, I don't like to have a process for like the creative stuff sometimes, because I think it, it sometimes just leads to problems, but yeah. having a process for like the VAs, especially really like having like detailed what to do. So just having that knowledge and having it documented, I find super helpful as well. I mean, none of this is like, you know, groundbreaking stuff, but also as like, I feel like I learn more and I maybe it's just getting older and not taking enough supplements. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I've, I forget stuff more. So having things like documented, um, you know, it's when you go back and say like, I even have like a spreadsheet of like, you know, the tools that I use. So, you know, oh, what was that thing that we used for giveaways back, you know, two years ago, yep. stuff, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing great. Um, nothing groundbreaking. I try and do like the, the morning routine, same as everybody. Um, and then also I, I got to give credit to MDS, you know, this accountability group thing that you guys did, I've, I found super helpful. Um, just kind of like getting me in the goal setting mindset and trying to write down at the beginning of each day, I have like three things I'm hoping to get accomplished that day. And, um, you know, if it's noon and I've only gotten one or none of them accomplished, then just putting my head down, getting those three busted yep. out before doing, um, before doing anything else. Yeah, man. I think you touched on some pretty critical stuff that, you know, so many of us go through, uh, one, like you mentioned was the creative side of things and not having like a process for that. And I, I don't really consider myself a creative person from like a graphic yeah. standpoint. I mean, I think, um, like in EOS terms, they, you know, they talk about visionaries and I'm definitely a visionary and visionaries are definitely creative in a way that they can like visualize a big project, like all coming together. Um, in my opinion, like we're creative in that standpoint, but man, when you would ask me to like write a email or or create a, uh, you know, a design for above the fold on a website or something like that, like, man, I would just freeze up. And, um, I was always looking for something to help me with that. What I found was, I think they call them like frameworks, you know, from like a yeah. copywriting standpoint, they have that AIDA, the attention, interest, desire, action, uh, problem, agitate, solution. And those things, once I started to come across that stuff, it gave me something to like go off of. Um, and, and that stuff became super helpful and kind of like unlocked another piece of myself that I never really was 
able to do. Uh, Have you looked at any of that stuff or like read up on any of that stuff? I haven't read about any of that, like, like at all, but I, I was talking with a kind of like business coach therapist kind of guy. Um, And one of the things that I found super helpful for like pretty similar is the framework thing, like having, what is like, if you have a task, like for me, I procrastinate all the, t- all the time on things I don't want to do. Yeah. But I think usually it's like, I just don't have a framework for like what success looks like for that specific task. Maybe it's something new I'm trying. Um, so like having some, like, what is, what is, a, what does success look like? What are, what, what makes a new product good? Yeah. You know, those, those sorts of things, having like a little checklist on, on things, but then not being so rigid in that as well that like, you know, when something, you know, you can go a little color, a little outside the lines, I guess. Yeah, man, I agree with you too. It's like it, it, having those targets helps me get started. And then just in my mind, I know that like, Hey, this number, you know, like you said, you set that $250,000 number, like, Hey, maybe it's wrong, but at least we know where we're going. Right. Yeah. yeah, uh, Just, just kind of like throwing ourselves out there and it kind of falls back on the writing thing for me. I remember I was working on writing something and the guy was like, well, who are you writing to? And I was like, I I don't, I don't know. Like people interested in health, you know? And they were like, well, that that's pretty broad. You know, and then I learned about like customer avatars and personas and, you know, they told me, Hey, you're, you know, you're having a conversation with one person. And when I hit, when they told me that, then it clicked. I was like, Oh, I get that. Like, yeah, I wouldn't try and go so broad if I'm, you know, sitting down at the bar with James and we're talking about, you know, something like it's going to be very defined, very specific. That's good. I'm going to, I'm going to have to apply that when I'm, when I'm writing stuff now. Yeah. That, that copywriting has actually been like a huge struggle for me, um, ongoing. Um, so, but I like that the, the one person thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Yeah, man. It, it was pretty helpful and and stuff like that has been, uh, has really saved me because, uh, it allows me to teach that stuff to other people or at least, find someone who knows what the hell they're doing. You know, like yeah, now sure. I know what to look for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a whole other struggle. That's something I still struggle with is like finding the right people. And maybe it's just like, for me, I just don't have the patience for it or the, you know, we all deal with like contractors and like, sometimes it's not worth doing, you know, like the, uh, you know, five week long interview process for a graphic designer you're going to use for like one product one time. Yeah. Um, so, so, but yeah, I, I need to be more rigid with that. I kind of am just like the, oh, you know, like with, especially with a graphic designer, you know, we'll try, we'll see. And then when you find somebody you like, just, just stick with them. Yep. Yeah. Finding good people's tough, man. I really lean on, um, Upwork a lot these days, Fiverr a little bit, um, I've gotten pretty decent at hiring, but it's still, even if you're good at hiring, it's still hard in my, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, t- yeah, totally. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that, um, want to do the bare minimum, which yeah. I mean, kind of, I guess we all do, right? Yeah. But, yeah. We're all looking, <laughs> yeah, we're all but, looking for that way out. I feel like it just, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm with you there. Definitely have shared a lot of those same struggles. Uh, but even that being said, like you were able to, you know, sell your business, which is a big goal for a lot of us, uh, in the community. Uh, what did that look like for you? Like, uh, you know, how much did you sell for? Did you work with a broker or do it yourself? Uh, we worked with multiple brokers. Uh, it was a long period for us. I like, um, so we're, we're Canadian. It was a Canadian company. Um, and we wanted to do a, uh, a share sale as opposed to an asset sale. Okay. Um, so as you can imagine, there are not a lot of American buyers that want to buy shares in a Canadian company. Um, but because, you know, it, it's a huge tax benefit for Canadians if you can do the, the share sale. So okay. e- even at a lower multiple, it, like, you, you know, it was almost tax free our sale. So it was, um, wow. you know, it was, it was, yeah, it's, it's really uh, advantageous. So I think our multiple, 
I don't remember a hundred percent because, you know, it was during COVID and, you know, sales were going all over the place and the sale process took so long, but I think it was around two, five. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, not for anything sexy like that, but, um, when you, when we started to like, look at like, it was bet it was almost a better deal for us at two, two, five than four and an asset sale. So, um, yeah, so it, it was really, it was really good um, to, uh, to sell. And we've ended up finding a good broker and, and, you know, we just found a guy that was interested. Um, but that process took a long time. We, um, we worked with website closers at first, okay. um, for a year. Cause we were locked in with them on a contract for a year. And, um, it, that just didn't work at all. Um, they, I mean, like, I know they're, they're big in the MDS group, and um, a lot of people have really good things to, to say about them. Um, I don't know if it was just our business. Us wanting to do a share sale makes it more complicated. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, I felt like they were really pushing us to take some offers that we weren't interested in. And then, um, you know, COVID happened and like everything kind of went crazy. And so we ended up changing brokers to um, website properties. and. Okay. I think it was just luck, you know, but they found a Canadian guy um, that wanted to, wanted to buy it and it all just kind of lined up. I mean, Chris, Chris was great. Um, but yeah, it, that, that process was long. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, I, I did a big post on it, but I think it's important um, as well. Something we learned kind of the hard way is, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to list it to sell, you know um, you know, people are telling us a multiple of three, like that's going to be great. Um, okay, let's just list it, you know, three months, it'll be sold. We're good. Um, and so then, you know, the fire goes away pretty, pretty hard. Um, you're like the marathon guy and like the final stretch and you just like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll just jog it in here at the end. Um, so we, yeah, it was a, it was a rough year too, the, the final year. Um, so, um, we had to like really, I think six months in focus, focus in and, um, try and like really, really bring things, um, back around and, you know, redo a lot of stuff and, and, and tweak some stuff. Um, but you know, we got there. Nice. So you guys ended up selling for, did you say two and a half multiple or two and a half yeah. million? I think, um, it's all, it's always weird. Cause we, you know, Canadian U S currency, but I think yeah. we ended up selling for around, um, around three American, three, nice. three million American. Um, so yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and it was the right to hundred percent, the right time for us to get out. You know, we had a huge bump with COVID, um, you know, the competitors were coming in and the blue light glasses, like, you know, like Chinese sellers were selling two pairs of glasses at half the price that um, yeah. <laughs> we we were selling one, selling one pair. Um, but um, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it all it all worked out. I think we're we're happy we sold. I I certainly am. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you miss parts of it, but you know, you and and starting up again is 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 actually some, some way scarier. Yeah. Um, than starting up the first time, you know? Yeah. Especially now with how much more competitive it's gotten. And now they make you jump through all these hoops, like just to get an Amazon account. Uh, you know, back yeah. in the day, like I don't, when I started my first account, I don't think I did. It, it was like, you know, name, first name, last name, uh, email, <laughs> maybe address. a phone number, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. a phone number. Here you go. You're in there. Uh, now they're like, yeah, where's your business address? Give us your business license. Give us a utility bill. It's like opening a bank account or something. It's, it's gotten way more difficult. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Cause I, th I think they're like mostly doing it for good reasons, but yeah. like, it gets in the plate in, in the, the area here where like, there are a lot of guys that are trying to follow the rules, you know, for the most part, you know, yep. everybody's doing rebates, you know, there's a little bit of like maybe some gray area stuff here and there, but for the most part, we're trying to play by the rules. Um, and you're just like terrified every time you get an email from Amazon, every time you interact with somebody, I certainly am like, as you say, like opening my second account, like it took like six months, 
um, because, you know, I'm Canadian. We, this time we opened an American company. So like there's bank account stuff and they were concerned about the previous business that I had had, you know? Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it, it's not a, it's not great for Amazon. I'm sure they'll figure it out eventually. Well, I hope they'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. But um, yeah, it feels really bad when there are people that are blatantly breaking the rules. Um, and for them, it's no consequence, right? Because they'll just like throw up another account. They got, they seem to have passports on, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. on their Rolodex or whatever. But um, yeah, those you know, for brands. the guys, yeah, for the guys those that are burner accounts, rules, man. It's tough. It's tough out there for sure. It's like you hear about the, all that, you know, within the past month or so, that big crackdown on on the big brands yeah. in China. And it's like, you know, they're just like, they're probably are, they probably already had another account or something like, you know, they probably didn't even skip a beat, man. I, who knows? I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, hopefully I'm, Amazon can get that under control. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm ho I'm really hopeful. I think like, I think Amazon kind of wants to do the, the right thing. You know, they see like sentiment kind of changing a little bit. And I think people are more and more a little wary about the stuff they're getting on Amazon, which is a huge problem for Amazon as a company. So I think that will push them towards um, trying to crack down on some of this stuff and, um, and dealing with people that are selling crap and, and um, you know, manipulating things um, more so. So I'm, I'm hopeful, but, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm eternally hopeful. So we'll see. Yeah, man, I'm, ho I'm hopeful too. I'm just definitely not putting, uh, all my eggs in one basket, oh, yeah. you know, and that's yeah, the other no. thing I love about MDS is, you know, they, we've got the investments group, uh, we've got the Shopify group. We just kicked off the health group. Like, uh, you know, there's other ways we can network and and make money together and, and, and still work towards our goals without getting beat up by Amazon, uh, so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, that was really nice, um, for, for our business too, is like, we had, we were like diversified off of Amazon as well. So, you know, I mean, Amazon was huge for us, obviously, yeah. but we weren't going to be destitute if, um, if Amazon went away, you know, a little there. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, diversifying risk, risk is, is really smart. It's just tough with Amazon being such a good, um, you know, dollar per dollar where you're spending your time and your money is the, the highest reward is there, but I guess there's also high risk. Yeah. Yeah. I still bounce kind of back and forth a little bit on that one. Um, and it's like you said, the return on Amazon is just so good. Like it's, it's hard to make sense, uh, in my mind of like, you know, not focusing on it. Cause it's just, it's insane how much bigger they are than everyone else. Um, but I, yeah. I wonder when they'll cap out I mean, they just keep growing and growing and growing. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They, they seem to, yeah, just be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer on that. I mean, at some point, you know, uh, Walmart's coming for them too. I mean, they haven't really figured out their online stuff yet, but um, you know, they got a lot of money to spend on it and probably it seems like the patience and, and the interest in doing it. Yeah. We sent some product into Walmart for a client of ours. And I mean, it had a big old UPC label on it and they were like, we can't scan this label. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, what are you guys using to scan? I mean, it was literally like the biggest UPC label I've ever seen on a product, like nothing wrong with it. Uh, 200 units, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, like, what are you guys doing, man? I don't know. So yeah, hopefully they'll figure it out. They're definitely trying. Uh, yeah, definitely trying. We, we have, yeah, those are our stories too with Walmart, you know, like the hoops to jump through. I think it's like the transition from like, you know, the, if you haven't dealt with like wholesale, um, uh, like big, big box wholesalers, you know, they got so many hoops to jump through, um, you know, and, and the forms to fill out and like, uh, it's, it's just a, a nightmare. So I think, you know, a lot of the e-commerce guys that are like, you know, for the most part on Amazon, you know, if you're, if you're approved in the, um, the category, you know, you just throw it, which is yep. another thing, but you just throw it up. You can say whatever you want on the title. Like, you know, it's, it's for the most part, it's, um, it's really easy. And I think, um, smashing into that, um, with Walmart there, they've still got like a lot of the big box kind of, um, you know, yeah, that's, a good point. yeah that's a good point. 
Yeah. Um, so hopefully they'll get there. I, you know, I think everybody, well, all the sellers want, uh, want bigger channels anyway. Yep. So man, you sold around COVID. So not too long ago, you've started yeah. up a new brand. I imagine you've, you've learned a lot and you're probably doing some things differently this go around. Uh, what are you doing differently from what you did before? <laughs> well, I've doing much like uh, everything is we're doing better. Like, you know, like, um, you know, having the listing <laughs> listing actually graphically designed, you know, yeah. like, um, you know, keyword research, all this sort of stuff. But, um, at the same time, it's way more competitive. Yeah. Um, and with the COVID stuff too, like, uh, the, the skew limits in place or the, um, you know, the, the coming and going skew limits and the, the, uh, that adds a whole new wrinkle, um, of fun stuff to deal with. So, um, I, yeah, I think the, the big thing for me is, is trying to do the big different thing is, um, trying to be cognizant of, you know, a, a launch actually being a launch, you know, okay. um, make, making it a huge event where like, we're going to put a lot of effort and a lot of, um, dollars behind trying to get things going. Um, and that's part, part of our strategy with going into Canada first too, having some reviews, um, that we have in Canada now that all the reviews are synced having the reviews in Canada to be able to now launch in the United States with, um, with reviews already there. Ooh, I like that's uh, I like that. Uh, uh, you launching, you get stuff in Canada going and you get some reviews, which are going to be easier to get. And then you get that. I haven't heard anybody mention that you hear people mention talk, like you start in the U S and then you branch out and you get the reviews there, but you're taking an opposite approach, which, yeah. I mean, wow. I, I, I think I brought it up before. I don't know why nobody else is doing it or maybe they are. Um, yeah, because once the, the reviews kind of co-mingled, um, you, yeah, you're, you're good to go. I mean, it's, it probably is not as good from an algorithm standpoint of having the, uh, reviews actually in that marketplace. And I don't know if they show up quite the same way, Yeah, but, um, you know, it, when you look at the product, it says, you know, 400 reviews or whatever, um, going in with 400 reviews is sure a lot better than, you know, zero. Um, so yeah, I, I think that, that, that's something we're doing. And then also now, I mean, like we, we bought a business that has some, you know, subscribers, you know, a brand behind it. So being able to like remarket to those people, um, is, is really nice too. Oh, nice. So you guys bought, I forgot that you mentioned that you bought a brand this time yeah. that was off, not on Amazon yet. Yeah. Those are tough to find. <laughs> yeah. They got, they got scared of the, um, or of the approval process. Cause it's like health and beauty. So you okay. have like, um, to do that, that process. And if, um, if you haven't done it before, it can be a little intimidating, I guess. Um, so yeah, they were just doing website sales, um, with Facebook traffic and we're doing relatively well. Saw a huge bump in COVID as everybody did, but, um, now, yeah, being able to go, um, to Amazon and telling all of the customers, uh, you know, Hey, go, go buy us on Amazon or as well. Like, you know, when I bought the company, I was looking on Amazon there were like, you know, 500 monthly searches on Amazon for the product brand. Uh, okay. And wow. there's, there's, there's nothing there. So that's just like, you know, lost, um, lost revenue if you're not there. Nice, man. That sounds great. That, that, that's a solid strategy. How, how did you find the, um, how did you find that brand for a sale? Did you use like uh, a marketplace that like lists that stuff or, or what? Yeah. I used some um, quiet light brokers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. The, um, I think they were on some uh, mogul calls with Jamie, which is yeah. where I kind of got turned on to them and they, they were they were great. Um, you know, they had a really nice like presentation with all the financials and stuff. And, um, you know, having gone through it from the seller perspective as well, I think, um, you know, gives you a lot of leverage and, and knowledge about how to buy. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was really great. I was really looking for a company that wasn't on Amazon or had a limited presence on Amazon. Um, you know, being able to just kind of turn that and flip it over to Amazon for some immediate gains. Um, while trying to figure out all the, the, the direct to commerce Shopify stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that it, it, it's been, um, it's been good. You know, I've definitely been struggling because since we bought it, the whole, uh, OSS OS 14 thing came out, um, with, uh, Facebook ads now not working as well, yep. which 
I can't believe I didn't see, didn't think about that. I was like listening to it in the news and like, Oh yeah, this is going to suck for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I'm buying a company that uh, uses Facebook ads, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been good. Have you looked at doing any, like uh man, we had a great call with a guy that does YouTube ads. I still feel like there's so many untapped things online and YouTube seems like, Dude, I mean, it, it just seems like there's so much opportunity on YouTube and some of these places. Have you guys looked at that stuff as well? That's like, that's this week for me. I was okay. going to be like really taking a look at like YouTube and, um, and TikTok. I mean, everybody's talking about TikTok and I kind of worried I've already missed the the bubble on that, but I don't think that's true. I think. Yeah, probably not, play, man. Play, play, I always feel together. that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're always a year late. Right. You know, like no matter what, one thing I've realized, like even with like crypto and stuff like that, like, uh, man, like we can't, I feel like, you know, with a community like ours, we catch wind of that stuff so early. Uh, and then it can, a year can go by and it makes us feel like we missed it. It, But in reality, like we're still so far ahead. Um, from an informational standpoint. And it's like, we talked about earlier in the call, like just take action get started a little bit. If you're really interested in it and, uh, you know, see, see where it takes you. Um, so yeah, lots yeah. of good information, uh, in the groups that we catch wind of pretty early. You should definitely check out the mogul call with the guy from YouTube. It's I'm, I'm pretty sure it's up on the website. Um, you know, the members site, um, he had yeah, some that's, good stuff that's been in there. Great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jamie's like been killing it for like years with those he has. calls. Yeah, it's, it's like, awesome that there's more stuff coming out too now with like some of the like um, I know Rory did a call on some Facebook ads and stuff, and yeah, yeah, it's great stuff there for sure. Yeah, we're getting the same. We're trying to get the same thing going in the Shopify group. Yeah, uh, that that's going on in the Amazon group, and yeah, you're right. Jamie has been crushing it. Uh, with the mogul calls, man. And, and he kind of whipped up whipped that up himself, you know, years ago. Um, and man, I, that's been happening for since I can remember like 2017, I think uh, that he's been doing those maybe even longer. That's when I came into the group. So I'm not sure. Uh, not too sure. Yeah, I, I, it was awesome, too, when like um, COVID was like first starting too, and like, you know, everybody's like has no idea what's going on. Being in like those calls, too, where like everybody's like trying to figure it out. And some of the people, you know, got at the time had people in China, like can, can tell what's going on. Like the news wasn't like super duper covering it. Like I that another example of like being ahead of the curve. Like, yeah, I was. I, I Yeah. Like I was telling like, hey like you get mom and dad, you guys got to be like a little careful for this is, you know, it's not, gonna, it's going to be over here eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's a good point about just, just uh, being ahead of the curve on information like that as well. No. And, and now the effects that are still lingering, I mean, we see it with the shipping and the cost oh. of containers and the backlog yeah. and the inventory limits, like, uh, the cost of goods on everything going up like this, uh, COVID effect is, has changed so many things and it's probably, uh, going to be a new normal for so many things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I will, we'll, we'll see. Certainly. I, I hope the shipping rates go back down. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> if they don't, um, all of our prices are going up. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, the, the shipping stuff has definitely killed me too. You know, like you have a product uh, with the first product I brought in before I bought this company, you know, we had it priced at like about 15 bucks and then, all of a sudden, like you get a reorder and your shipping costs are almost like three bucks a unit. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. So that's not been, a good surprise. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, maybe prices will start going up and, and, um, you know, maybe we'll be able to keep them there a little while. After yeah. Let's go down. Well, um, James, before we wrap up here, man, I got a, I got a couple quick questions for you. Uh, and then we'll start to, uh, wrap up the call here, man. Uh, let's see here. 
All right. What is, what's one thing either in business or personal life that you hear a lot of people say that you don't agree with? Oh, <laughs> how spicy do we want to get? I, I'm like, I, I, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think that whole process thing. Um, and I understand why a lot of the MDS members are like big into EOS um, because it's really easy to get wrapped up in the day to day and trying to get those processes um, figured out. But I think um, we're probably going a little bit too far on some of those things where um, it does like end up stifling some creativity or like things like, you know, nothing goes a hundred percent to the process. So yeah. um, I think that possibly like, I think, you know, I'm trying to couch it a little bit because I know it's been super successful for so many people. And I don't want to detract from that. Um, but I do think that um, we can get too over-dependent on our processes. And then we just turn into like these big companies um, that are bogged down in bureaucracy. So I think you have to be careful of like not creating work when you're making these processes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, man. It's uh, you know, you got to find that middle ground kind of like we mentioned, mentioned earlier and still allow for the right people to have that opportunity to be innovative and, and solve problems creatively and, and step out of bounds a little bit. Um, I'm a big believer rules are, are meant to be broken, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 I kind of agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, man. That's a good one. That's a good one to bring up. Uh, and it's interesting cause I'm pretty heavy on processes right now at the moment, like, uh, but I'm in brand management. So, you know, man, you got like six different companies we're dealing with and the processes help a little bit. Well, a lot when it comes to all those different moving parts. Um, but I totally agree with what you're saying, man. Like we still got to have that, that opportunity to innovate and create new stuff. Yeah. I guess make sure the processes are working for you and you're not working for the the processes. Yeah. I like for, that. That's a good way to say it. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, man. I like that. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good mantra. <laughs> um, all right. What is, uh, what's one habit that you're working on right now? Ooh, well, right now I'm trying to get back to the gym. So that's, um, you know, a little pudgier here than I, <laughs> I was before COVID. So, um, that's one, but I think, um, for me, it's, it's, um, it's sticking with stuff. Um, um, you know, I I've had this morning routine and then it slips for a week and like, it's really tough to get back on the whole, on the horse with that stuff. So just like keeping a focus on that and, um, and, and yeah, for, for the more, for the doing the morning routine every, every morning having like, for me, it's just like three or four things I try yeah. to do and just knock those out before anybody else in the house is up and uh, I'm undisturbed and, and yeah, I get that all taken care of. Yeah. What's uh what are a couple what's a couple of things you're doing for your mornings? Uh, well, number one is uh, goals for the day. So three cool. goals for the day, try and set those out. Uh, try and do a little bit of exercise or at least go outside, walk. If yeah. The weather is nice and um, smoothie and a glass of water in the morning. Uh, nice. Yeah. Those, That's those a good one, ones. man. Yeah. Those are good. That's kind of similar to what I've been, uh, I've been doing. I used to have a, a pretty intense morning routine, but I've, I've slowed down a little bit, but yeah, just like getting water before drinking three cups of coffee, you know, <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> don't yeah. go straight for the coffee. Yeah, um, way too much coffee. So yeah, me too, man. To um, trying to get a 10 minute walk in like those, that was huge for me during COVID, um, yeah. you know, gym shutting down and stuff like that. And I, I had just had another kid that was born, like couldn't, oh, yeah, couldn't yeah, exercise yeah. really. Like it was just, wasn't realistic for me, but, uh, crack down on my diet and, and 10 minute walks. That was my goal. 10 minute walks each day. Um, and three goals is definitely solid, man. Got to prioritize things. Um, I mean, I, I've been doing some interesting reading on, on habits and I shared something in the group, but, uh, one thing I found out recently is that when it becomes a habit, there's actually like a different part of your brain that deals with it and like, doesn't really have to think about it. Uh, so it's pretty interesting how those habits work. And I think it's a great thing to focus on. 
Yeah, um, super agree. Yeah, you, I'm. I'm sure you've read Atomic Habits. Yep. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I say this about every book, but that's like one of my favorite books. Like that, I. I don't read many, and that's like was definitely like a life changing book. Um, as well about like you know like be small habits. You know, you don't yep. need to like. Like if you're trying to do a morning routine, just start with like a smoothie or start yep. with like three goals or something like that. And then build on top of that. You know, you don't need to I'm bad for this. I'm sure most entrepreneurs are, you know, you don't need to go whole hog all, all at once, you know, just yep. start slowly. And then, and, and it builds as, as you say, it becomes easier and easier um, as, as you do it. Yeah, man. I used to be, I used to try to do so much at once. Like I'm going to do keto intermittent fasting and green juice and like not eat any bad stuff and stop drinking like all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work out that way. (laughs) No, got to start small. Yeah. You got to make, and make it easy on yourself too. Cause like every day, every, every habit, there's going to be days where you don't want to do it. So try and make it as easy as possible for when, um, you know, when you need to push. And you're building momentum on those small wins. Like that's what's key. You know, totally. When you, when you yeah. achieve that one goal, you're like, shit, I'm gonna, I, I can, I'm gonna do another one. Yeah. You know, yeah. and instead of, instead of the opposite where you set a bunch of goals, you don't do any, any of them, and then you feel like a piece of crap and you have no motivation <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it is. Cr- I, I can't believe how, how much that is true. Like I just, just getting up for me, the first thing I actually I do each morning is brush my teeth, which oh yeah, I'm not sure if that's actually good or not, but starting with like the brushing the teeth, I noticed like, you know, like how hard is it to brush your teeth? It's pretty easy. You know, you're yep. half asleep sitting there brushing your teeth. Um, but once you get, you know, like once you do that, you're like, okay, now the next thing I do is I go get my glass of water. Like, you know, you just kind of fall into the rhythm. So, yep. Yeah. And I like the brushing your teeth example, because the, the one thing I've, I realized it's like, Hey, if I, if I forget to brush my teeth, I don't just stop brushing my teeth forever. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. Not, hopefully yeah. not. Like, yeah. and that's the true, like, that's a true habit. Like you're going to get yeah. back on track. Uh, so yeah, that's a perfect example, man. Um, all right. So I was going to ask you about a book suggestion. You mentioned atomic habits. Is that the one you would suggest people go read or is there something else on your mind? Um, I got another one that I really enjoyed that nobody's talking about. So, um, it's, uh, by the net, one of the Netflix co-founders called that will never work. Um, and it's just fantastic. Very similar to like shoe dog. Okay. Um, you know, it's a story about like how they, they started, um, they started Netflix and all the troubles they ran into and um, you know, some crazy stuff, but like it, it, it also like reinforces that, um, you know, just jump into it. Like um, you know, he, he talks about like all these ideas he's had, he had, and like he mentors people and they have these great ideas that they've been working on for years. <laughs> the first thing you want to do is so easy now with a, you know, a website and Shopify and stuff is just crash it against reality. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, super entertaining book. I would highly recommend it. Um, I did the audible in like two days. It was, it was awesome. And it's read by him too. So, okay. Nice. That's a good one. I don't think I've heard anyone suggest that one, man. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Um, One of of the few I made it through. It's good. Yeah. I don't read as much as I used to, man. I I definitely miss it. Uh, Well, uh, kids will do that. (laughs) Kids will do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. I got one more question for you. Um, what do you think sets a successful Amazon seller apart from an unsuccessful one? I don't know. I don't know anymore. Maybe luck, Uh, (laughs) you know, like as much as we all wanted to deny it, um, you know, luck plays a huge factor. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for the fundamentals, which a lot of us miss. Yeah. Um, or we, we, we had at the start and then we get bogged down and like the hacks and the tricks and the rebates and the, um, I, I think, I think that's an easy one to miss that. Like, if you actually have a really great product, um, it might not be a success overnight, but it, it will work. Um, and, and maybe like a little bit of that, no hesitation stuff too. Like there's so many things that go wrong the whole way along, um, pushing, pushing through that and like not getting too scared, I guess. Um, 
I mean, it's easy for me to say I had like a big safety net. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you know, like pu- pushing through when the pain points happen, I guess that would be a, a good one too. Um, but I, if, if like, if it's the true answer, I would hundred percent say luck. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, um, yeah, it's, it's not a great answer, but yeah, that would be what I yeah man, I, I'm with you. There's so, it's such a big marketplace, so much going on. Like there definitely is some luck involved and, you know, I, I think you touched on like the per- persistence, like just not giving up yeah. um, with all the yeah. crap that Amazon throws at us. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a nicer one to go with. You can, <laughs> you can focus. Yeah. You can, you can be persistent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that's true. And, and making good, getting a good product or, or making a good product, you know, like, you know, don't get all your friends to give it a five-star review. If it sucks, they're you're yeah. gonna eventually get those one-star reviews and you're, you're toast. So yeah, good product. Yeah. And that's one, I think that a lot of people overlook too. It's like, Hey, if you, if you just create a really good product, like, you know, you've got an yeah. edge because there is so much junk out there. Um, you know, just coming off Alibaba or AliExpress or, or whatever. Um, yeah. if you take a little time to do some dig into the reviews you know, find out what the customers are complaining about and differentiate, uh, your product a little bit. Like, you know, you can really come out, uh, on top, man. I'm still surprised at some of the stuff I've created, uh, just by looking at the reviews and stuff. And like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, man, like, I don't know, this thing seems kind of junky or a little weird or something, but I I took the time to like, understand the pain points of the customers and, and it shows up. You know, it, it definitely shows. It does. Up. Yeah. That stuff makes uh, a difference over time. You know, we're all impatient and we want to, you know, success overnight. And yeah. like the hat, as I was talked about earlier, the hack to make it all, you know, a million dollars in one year or, or whatever. But like those like fundamentals really matter. Yeah. And I, I think continued innovation is another one, you know, like things have changed so much, um, you know, continuing to like, you know, the creative stuff was like huge and now everybody's got that done. So it's on to like the next thing. Yeah. Well, James, man, lots of good information you shared. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, thanks a lot. It's been good chatting with you. I hope to get to meet you at one of these, uh, in-person events, uh, sometime soon. I know we've got, uh, the Jackson hole one coming up. And a lot of events planned in the future. So I'm sure our paths will cross there sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to anybody right now. And yeah, it's just great. <laughs> it's great. It's great to impart my faux wisdom on everybody. So I appreciate you it. You got it, James. Thanks again, man. Yeah. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.